right. Let's love the Lord right now. Pastor Moore's coming. Jump on him, Jesus. Make him alive with fire of the Praise Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles, turn with us. Man, tonight to 2 Timothy 4 and 2. 2 Timothy 4 and 2. <clears throat> Let me say again, it is good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight to be with us to worship the Lord. Beautiful way to start out a new year. Made up minds and hearts and spirits to come to the house of God, to be faithful to the house of God and to the kingdom of God. Man, to be faithful to the kingdom, it far it reaches further out than just in this local assembly. But regardless of where we go, what day of the week it is, it doesn't make any difference. Man is a part of the work of the kingdom, a part of the results and the product of the kingdom and the new creation. A man that God's molded and shaped us into being. Hallelujah. That work goes out. It doesn't matter where you go, what place you go to work, place to visit. Hallelujah. The kingdom and being kingdom-minded and Christ-minded. It's always about souls. It's always being a light for Him. It's always that. It's on your heart, mind, and spirit. Man, if you can help somebody, uplift somebody. Man, that's just part, part of the, the ministry of reconciliation. We know that God, amen, through Christ, reconciled the world unto himself. Amen. But now that you and I have become a part of that, that ministry and part of that being reconciled, we take on that same ministry, trying to reconcile others and persuade others, amen, of what we've experienced and uh, the witnessing of the Holy Ghost and the power of it. Uh, but I want to preach a little something to you tonight. And a verse that I read and uh, uh, just felt inspired by it and uh, touched by it on this first Sunday night of 22. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 4 and 2. Preach the word. I still believe the power of the preaching of the word. I still believe that the word has the power when it's preached by faith. The doctrine's right and God's anointing upon it. It doesn't matter where you're at, what you're involved in. The word can preach you out or in. Sometimes it's just as important to be preached into something as it is to be preached out of something. Amen. Praise God. I want to be preached to stay in the church. How about you? Amen. I want to be preached Amen. to stay in revival. Amen. Preach the word. Be instant. In season. Out of season. Preach the word. Be instant. In season. And out of season. <laughs> Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. But my focus is going to be tonight is about the season. It's about the season. Amen. I believe the Word of God is effective regardless if it's in season or not. I believe the Word of God is more powerful than the season that you're in. 
I believe the word of God, amen, is powerful in the winter time when the farmer, amen, doesn't plant the seed. But the season does not have the power over the seed or the word of God. But the word of God has the power over the season. I'm going to preach to you tonight, amen, that some of you have been in a season. Some of you have been in it for quite some time. But if you'll hear the preach word of God tonight, tonight that season can end. You may have struggled with it for 25 years. You may have struggled with it for 20 years. You may have been in that season for six months. But the power of the preaching of the word of God can bring you out of that season tonight. Get the sad looks off your stinking face. You're in the house of God. The preacher one of God can change your season. I don't care how season you've been in it and how long you've been in that season. The word of God supersedes and overpowers the season. Y'all going to begin to either love me more or hate me. There won't be no in-betweens. <laughs> We want God to help us here tonight. We want God to anoint us. We want God to be pleased when we leave this house. We want Him to be honored. How many come tonight to be touched by Him? How many come tonight with a heart and an ear to hear from God? That you're not going to let your feelings, both good or bad, hurt or not, stop you from hearing the word in the season that you're in tonight. You can be seated. I mean, tonight may have walked in this place tonight in the same season that you was in 21. Now, the first little while, I'm going to spend some time, even out of the scripture, it talks about seasons. For there is seasons. And the Word of God recognizes the seasons in different forms and ways. But I really believe that Paul was instructing Timothy in this second letter. They tell us that Timothy was a little timid. But yet bared such a responsibility even as a young man pastoring and trying to set up churches and set up elders and warring against demons and warring with people. Not only in the church but outside the church. Warring with people and political leaders and uh, captains of the synagogue and priests of the synagogue. All that didn't quit when Paul died. In fact, he said it was going to get worse. He told them, told the elders in Ephesus that the raven woods was going to come and try to devour and try to scatter. That hasn't changed. The devil's doing still everything he can tonight to devour the church, to destroy the church and individuals of the church. If the devil can't, if he can't defeat you and overcome you, then he's going to try his best to put you in a season. He's going to try to put you in a position or a place that you just really don't believe. Amen. The power of the word. Amen. The power of the scripture. In fact, if we're not careful, and I honestly believe this, even as we as apostolics, if we're not careful, we're still battling such with an entertainment world because that entertainment spirit, we kept it out for a long time because we just simply didn't get Hollywood and didn't let Hollywood in our homes. 
But that, that battle, amen, has really kind of been overcome and defeated because of the cell phones and technology. And so now, amen, that entertainment that we sit before that little screen, amen, doing one thing or another from shopping. Uh, I'm not preaching. I'm just telling you. And it's, it's eating our lunch. It's eating up our time. And now we're in a season of it. It's amazing that some of us, our fingers are not calloused where we're spinning that, that, that screen so much hours at a day. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you just like it is. And so it's a season of that, amen, that can bombard us and get a hold of us. You know, it's one thing, amen, if we're turning the pages of the Word of God, amen, and we involved ourselves in the Word of God and, and in prayer, and please just hang with me. But I'm telling you, the Word of God has the power tonight, tonight, not tomorrow night. It has tomorrow night, but for you tonight, amen, tonight to change your season, to change your way of thinking, to change your way of living. If you're sick and tired of that season, if you're sick and tired of that lifestyle, if you're sick and tired of giving yourself over to those attitudes and those spirits, and you got them, amen, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not no good at that. Hallelujah. Your countenance, amen, proves, hallelujah, sometimes the attitude, hallelujah. But I'm telling you, there's no greater people on the face of the earth, more happier people on the face of the earth, more joyful people on the face of the earth, more peace-caring people on the face. We're the peacemakers, honey. Hallelujah. We don't only have peace, but the Bible says we're the peacemakers, honey. Hallelujah. We're not the ones that cause the vision. Oh, yeah, we got we got blame for it. Even Paul got blame for it. I'm gonna talk about him in a minute. Hallelujah. But I'm gonna tell you what, if anybody's gonna bring hope, amen, to our community and to our families, that's Holy Ghost filled people that knows how to live for God, that knows how to turn ear to God knows how to pray knows how to read their Bible has a true revelation has the Holy Ghost and God and lead them and the church is not just another place amen to come and just bless me and make me feel good no matter how I'm living no matter what I'm doing oh no sweetheart thank God for the judgment in the house of God thank God for the correction in the house of God thank God that I've got a word that can bring me out of the season that I'm in They say I'm in a season of depressed. <laughs> a lot of people get depressed because they don't get it their way. <laughs> Ooh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We, we're going to get there. But as we watch this unfold, and, and I, I got a lot more scriptures probably than I'll be able to address, but maybe with the help of the Lord here, uh, we can accomplish and achieve. Really what I feel that God wants us to. I really believe that's the reason Paul instructed Timothy. It was in season or not. Man, you preach the word. You see, man, we, we, we're kind of used to seasons, aren't we? We got hunting seasons. We got the season right now, don't we? Christmas and New Year's. Amen. And most of us is pretty busy throughout the year, but when this time comes along, that doubles. That increases. And it's our fault. I'm gonna just be I'm gonna be honest with you. Some people's talked about how many places they got to go where they're coming up with new ideas. Well, let's go here this night, let's go there that night, let's go this place the next night, and we got one party after the next. And because of the season we're in. But we still got all the obligations to, to the families and all the other places. And then we come home and complain, amen, about the season. We're so wore out. We're so run down. We can't enjoy the season because we don't know if we're coming and going. <laughs> 
Amen. But I thank God that the Word of God right in the middle of this season with all the carnality and all the we're soft and we're slow and, and we're hesitant and, and all this. But right in the middle of this season, the Word of God can ignite in this place. The Word of God can ignite in your heart and ignite in your spirit. And instantly and spontaneously, cancer can be defeated. Instantly and spontaneously by the power of the preacher Word of God. Sin that's captivated you. Sin that's ruled and dominated you. All of a sudden loses its hope. All of a sudden loses it's power all of a sudden because of the preach word of God I find my way of escape in season or not convenient or not word of God has the power to set free and deliver and change the dilemmas and circumstances situations I still believe in one service a drug addict can walk in and find deliverance I believe in one service Alcoholic can walk in this place and, and by the preached word of God. And maybe they've done tried everything else that man had to offer. And it didn't work. It didn't accomplish what he was set out to achieve. Hallelujah. But all of a sudden the power of the preached word. And the power of the one that we preach about called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In season or out of season. I don't have to wait for revival. And I don't have to wait for a special preacher. And I don't have to wait for a special service. It's all wrapped up in the preached word of God. I don't have to wait on any season. It's in season or not. If somebody's agreeing with me or not. I don't have to wait on somebody okay or not. By the ear to have an ear to hear what the word of God and what the spirit has got to say. I can find deliverance in this house. So as we watch some scriptures, if you're looking, I'm going to address this and then come back to it. And I'm going to kind of back and forth a little here, if you don't mind. Genesis 1 and 14 talks about, said God said, Amen. Brother Ford doesn't mention, said, let there be lights at the firmaments and the heavens divide the day from the night and let them for signs and, and for seasons and for days and years. I've heard people say it throughout, off and on. Some were somebody started their doctrine saying that these seasons get to the place where they just mingle up and nobody won't know one season from the other. But that's not in the Bible. In fact, you go back to Genesis reads, these seasons are going to last as long as there is a moon and as long as there is a sun. Amen. They're going to govern the seasons and they're going to exist. We understand, and I won't go there, but you can go to Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. And you can read, amen, of Solomon. Amen. It's most time everybody refers to him in the Ecclesiastes, the backslid preacher. Because of all of his focus and all of his experiences under the sun and what the decisions he makes is from this backslid condition. Amen. And all the experiences that he's ever indulged in and got caught up in. And he talks about there's a season for this and there's a season for that. And he's rightly so. There's a season to be born and a season to die. A season to plant and a season to pluck up. A season for this and a season for that. But I'm here to tell you, no season, amen, rules or reigns in the house of God or where the preacher word of God's at. It doesn't matter what season you're in tonight. If you've got an ear to hear the word of God, it doesn't matter, amen, you ain't got to wait until the next revival. You ain't got to wait until the next Wednesday night service. You need to conquer that season. There's a season that's got a hold of us. Hallelujah, I'm going to do better next time. That's carnality saying I don't want to yield. That's carnality saying I don't want to change. And that's a season that's got a hold of you. 
you and you got to find yourself in that season pushing one service after the next one year after the next 20 is going to be gone 21 is going to be gone 22 is going to be gone and you still got to be in the same season I'm in the Holy Ghost and I know some of you bucking me hallelujah you go ahead but the word of God's right and the Holy Ghost is right and God's always right it's not the will of God for us to wallow in bondage. Amen. <laughs> it doesn't matter what season we're in. Hallelujah. God's in the business. Hallelujah. Delivering and setting us free. Making us overcomers and victorious. By the power of the preached word of God. And so we can go and we can watch. Amen. We can see even here. And I'm, 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 gonna, I'm, I'm going. You can go to Exodus 18 chapter. Here you're going to see where Jethro paid a visit to Moses. And, and uh, as he talked to Moses, he observed and watched what was going on. He told Moses, he said, Moses, if you listen to me, I said, God's got something for you. And so he instructed him how, as he watched Moses all day before the people, to judge them. All the small and the big stuff. But Jethro finally told him, he said, Moses, I said, why don't you pick out you some men? Some noble men, some strong men, some faithful men, some that you can trust. Why don't you start giving them some responsibility? Amen. To take care of some of this stuff. You're going to wear out yourself and the people. If you don't, amen, if you don't change, you're going to wear yourself out. And man, and it goes all the way through that, and it finally comes down to the latter part of that. And they judged the people at all seasons. That's the, amen, the, those that he had picked. And all the seasons, the only time they was brought before Moses is when it was such a great matter, and then it was brought to Moses. And so he understood the importance of how to use time and how to make time, amen, right. There's some in this house tonight. Maybe you think you're the season of being young and you're exempt from death but I beg the difference for you tonight hallelujah I don't care what age you are in this house tonight if you can recognize amen and comprehend the preach word of God and you understand the gospel and you know that there is repentance and baptism in Jesus name and then filling the Holy Ghost then you got amen the gateway you got the revelation the understanding and regardless of what season I'm in hallelujah I got an obligation and responsibility to hear it and to obey it hallelujah it's not one thing just to hear it but there's another thing amen to obey it and get involved in it and let it work in your life and let it work in your heart and the earlier you do that in your young days hallelujah at six and seven and eight years old the better off you're gonna be because this God is a good God to have in all the seasons of your life it doesn't matter if you're a child in this house your young person in this house. Or maybe you're 110. This is a good season to get right with God. It's a good season, amen, to get stirred about, amen, the coming of the Lord. Amen. Leviticus talks about that there would be feasts and there would be times where it would be set aside, amen, and they would take time. Such as the Passover. 
the Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of the Tabernacle, the Days, amen, of Atonement. Hallelujah. These feasts and these days were set aside and they were seasoned and they were required, amen, to fulfill them and respond unto them. Psalm 16 and 7 has told us, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reigns and also instructed me in what? The night season. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're in a night season in one, one perspective. We're in a dark hour. Hallelujah. And we need a God, a man that can instruct us. We need a God that we can hear his voice. We need a God, a man that we can feel his touch. And even in the season of night, in the season of darkness, in the season, hallelujah, where there's a, a confused world and all kind of ideals and opinions and doctrines that's floating across the airways. But I'm glad tonight to have a revelation of this one God message. I'm glad to have a revelation about the gospel. I'm glad to have a revelation, amen, about the Holy Ghost. We are our best people, amen, right here in Bendale, Mississippi, to have a revelation and understanding about the fullness of the gospel. It's not man-made, hallelujah. It's God-given. It's been God-favored and God-blessed. And I'm telling you, hallelujah, we need God to help us in the season that we're in. It might be a night season for you, but the psalmist got it right. This God can instruct us in the season of night, in the dark times and the valleys of our life. He can instruct us. He can do that by the preaching of the word of God. By delivering it into our hearts and delivering it into our lives. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. We can look at other times and circumstances, situations. Amen. In the scripture itself. I'm not going to preach long tonight. I'm really not. I really don't feel to. Amen. Somebody got a touch already here tonight. Don't underestimate. We went from amen just taken. Hallelujah and picking. And we're still going to continue to do this. Hallelujah. Just writing our request down. And three times a week. Hallelujah. So when you write it down here on a Sunday morning, it'll be here Sunday night and Wednesday night. You don't have to worry about rewriting it again on Sunday night or again on Wednesday night. But three services, amen. We're going to anoint these pages, papers, amen, and the request that's on these pages. And we're going to lift them to the throne room of God. I believe that God can send an angel down and scoop up the request. Here they come again. And there's something about faithfulness. There's something about commitment. There's something about, I believe God can do something about my dilemma and I believe God can do something about my season and I believe God can do something about my family and God can do something about me personally and God can help me overcome the devil and God can help me overcome the darkness and God can help me overcome whatever attacks me it doesn't matter if it's physically mentally or spiritually I totally belong to God my body belongs to him my tongue my tongue my tongue belongs to him if you'll get a handle on that tongue your body would suffer as much as it's suffering I'm going to say it again. If you'll get a handle on that tongue, your body wouldn't suffer as much as it's suffering. Oh, that don't go over good. But it's still right. It's still right. The power of the preach word in the season. I've bypassed some things. I'm going to go to the third, third page I got here, the scriptures. I want to carry us to Acts 24. There's a time in Paul's life. He's been called in. He's going to be brought before the governor. He's going to be brought before Felix and being accused. And uh, 
they brought in a special guy that was, was a novice in the Jewish terms and language that became the accuser of Paul before Felix. He laid out and dressed out. I won't read all of that, what he's accused of, because he called him a pestilent feller. <laughs> Calls him a guy that was causing disturbance. Amen. Causing riots. Amen. Upsetting the cart. Hallelujah. But he wasn't guilty of none of that. Not, not in that perspective. And so as it all unfolded, to begin to unfold, finally come to the place that Paul got to, to speak. And as he speak to Felix, he told him, he said, I know you've been a judge for a long, long time now. Amen. And none of this is going to catch you by surprise or unprepared. And so he began to expound to him how that he had not, amen, come against the synagogue, come against the temple. He had not been uh, guilty of any of the things that he'd been charged with. If anything, it was going to be the resurrection. And he believed in the resurrection and he was accused of that. And he believed in that resurrection. But I want to pick up, amen, about the 22nd verse. And here, when Felix heard these things, after everybody got through in the court and was sitting before him. So so after Felix had heard these things and having, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, in other words, he releases him. He puts them off. He says, I'm going to wait until the captain, amen, until, amen, to Lysias, which was the one that came in and saved Paul. In a sense, you could say that, but God used him and saved him, brought him out. Even the, 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 the guy that came in and accused Paul, blamed it on this captain. He had to come and guide him, say, we'd have taken the Jews, we'd have took care of Paul. But amen, but this captain come in and rescued him, brought him out. Because Felix had basically come into the place and said, whenever the chief captains shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. And he commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or to come unto him. And after certain days when Felix had came and his wife, Dulcilla, a man which was a Jewish, had sent for Paul and heard his concerning the faith in Christ. Hear that. Concerning the faith in Christ. He called him. He brought him in. And there, there is an there is a kind of a, 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 a little notation there like not just one but possibly a number of times Paul had come back and, and been before Felix and had talked to Felix and, and talked to this man a man that was a ruler that, that held a position and, and no doubt a man he began to really realize a man what Paul has taught and what he had instructed him a man and the scripture simply goes on and he said he had reasons of righteousness and temperance and judgment come to Felix he trembled and and certain. Hallelujah. Go thy way. For this time when I have a convenient season, I will come call for thee. I'm telling you something tonight, ladies and gentlemen. There's some among us here tonight. You've been in a season for quite a while and Jesus has walked by with his word and he's preached it time and time again. But could it be that the convenience, if you're waiting on a convenient season, it's not going to show up. If you're waiting on a time and a season where everything's all the are going to line up. It's not going to happen. If you're waiting on a time that your flesh is going to agree with it and you're going to feel like humbling and you're going to feel like coming to our altar and feel like falling on the rock and really repenting and getting right. It's just not going to happen. It's the power that preach the word of God that brings some old-fashioned conviction that will cause us to tremble. Felix talking to Paul, talking to him. Caused and reached a point of even trembling when he heard of the righteousness. 
when he heard of the temperance. Temperance simply means self-controlled. You know what's wrong with America? She's out of control. She's not out of control, but she is out of control. But she's allowing herself to be under control of the demonic forces and the powers of evil and those things that rear up their heads, amen, against Christ and against the word of God. They've done everything they can through Hollywood and politics and a lot of other areas. We don't want this Jesus stuff. We don't want this God stuff. Hallelujah. We want to do like we want to do. Just give me a little bit of church. Let me have a little drive-by service and let me go ahead and do whatever I want to. Do what I want to do in the season that I'm doing. Pandemic sure hadn't helped that any. Not at all. All the restrictions. Not being able to come together. Join together. Bond together. Worship together. It's affected us. But even the preached word of God can bring us out of this season. The preached word of God can bring us out of the season of fear. The preached word of God can bring us out of the fear, out of the season of hurt. The preached word of God can bring us out of the out of the season, amen, of not having it my way. The preached word of God can bring me out of that place. Hallelujah, these little mud holes that I want to water in. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, I'm coming out of them. I'm coming out of them. Hallelujah, by the help of God and by the mercy of the Lord. I don't want to be just another preacher on the side of the road. It's not just another paycheck, amen, again. Me by one more week. I'm looking at eternity. I'm looking for revival. I'm looking for a move of God. There's humanity in this community. There's souls sitting in this place right now. You so far from us. You can sit there unmoved. And you got your season. But I'm telling you, there's coming another season. And the word can't move you. God will send something that will. I got something I've been pondering the last few days. and This is me and I may be totally out in left field somewhere. You can be seated. If you go to Luke 21, I'm going to slow down a little bit here. Luke 21. We'll start about 29. He spake to them a parable. Behold the fig tree. All the trees. Will they now shoot forth, you see, and know that yourselves, that summer is now nigh at hand. If you do a study on seasons, actually in the Bible, all you ever really hear is winter and summer. You don't hear the four seasons. It goes from one to the other. In the Palestine, in places of that nature, the degrees doesn't change a whole lot, they say. And so it basically goes from one to the other. So likewise, he, when he see these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. 
Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Both my words shall not pass away. So take heed to yourselves. Lest at all any time your hearts be overcharged with surveillance and drunkenness and cares of this life. This is a generation that's going to get to see the coming of Jesus Christ. What's he talking about? And Jesus himself is warning us to make sure that we're not overtaken by the cares of life. That we don't get caught up in the seasons of this life. In the obligations and the responsibilities. But really, a lot of it's the wants. That we want to get caught up in. And find ourselves going and doing. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray at always that he may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come up to pass and to stand before the Son of God. When you go back to the 13th verse, the 13th chapter, I'm sorry. 13th chapter. I want to read a couple of verses. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. This may not mean nothing, but, but watch this. He said, and he spake also this parable, and this is Jesus talking. For a certain man that had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. He said, cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? But the dresser, think God, answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I have digged about it and dung it, which simply means to fertilize it. And if it, bear, if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. I read those parables and statements about the Lord simply because I want to go back to Mark now. Go back to Mark, the 11th chapter. Picking up in the 11th verse, Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And he had looked around about upon all the things. And now it was evening time, which come a little too late for him to take care of business here. So, so he's going to leave. He's going to go to Bethany. And as he makes his way to Bethany on the morrow, and when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came. And if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of the figs was not yet. Time and season is interchangeable. These two terms are two words throughout the scriptures. It's used, amen, interchangeable. The season or the time was not. But if you go back, if you look, amen, back to the parable of the fig tree, that the one that was over the fig tree and come, he said, I've come for three years. Jesus Christ's ministry unto the Jews and reaching out to them some three to three and a half years now. Jesus had walked among the Jews and he tried his best. Could it be that now the fig 
victory is. He's given it to an example that he's going to walk back into the temple and make it his way back to the temple. A place, amen, where the sick ought to be able to come and find healing. A place the poor could have come and heard the gospel. A place, amen, that anybody ought to be able to have access, amen, to be introduced to this almighty God. But now all of a sudden, hallelujah, he's coming back and using, even though it wasn't the time and it wasn't the season because he done walked by that fig tree three years, hallelujah, prior and in, in those times. How many times a preach word of God in this house is going to be preached and we still never get out of the season or produce the fruit that's expected in the season or the time when it ought to be. Now watch this. There's never a convenient time to walk in the Holy Ghost. It's never a convenient time to pray. It's never a convenient time to do the spiritual things in the Father's business. I'm telling you, your carnality, your own flesh, will rob and steal and take from you time and time again. The times that we walk into this house, some of us don't even have enough time to come to a prayer room 30 minutes before service. I know that goes over good. I know y'all don't want this on the first Sunday night. I know that. I understand that. But I'm telling you, there's some things, folks, you can't bypass. You can't bypass it. And I'm going to tell you again, I've told you this. If you can't make 30 minutes prayer before service, you're not convincing me you're praying on a regular basis at your daily house. You're not convincing me that. You're not persuading me that. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If we've been called on and asked to do certain things, we ought to submit ourselves and yield ourselves and put it into practice. Because if we'll put that into practice, I'm telling you there's miracles in the house. I'm telling you there's bread in the house. I'm telling you there's a helper in the house. There's a comforter in the house. There's five things that you'll find in this house. You won't find it any other place. There's a healing that can take place. There's a deliverance that can take place. He's the only one that can drive those demons and demonic forces and powers of evils and the season that you're in out of your life by the preach word of God. Timothy, it doesn't matter if it's in season or not, honey. Convene or not, if they like or not, preach the word. Because the season didn't have the power to stop the word. Praise God. That scripture's always bugged me a little. Why Jesus would want to expect fruit. Come on, folks. God manifest in the flesh. But he said it wasn't the time. Watch this. If you're waiting on a convenient or a season, produce it. You'll find yourself looking for it. Well, watch this. How many remember this? Y2K. Some of us don't, I'm sure. <laughs> but some of us do. How many remember what was going to happen on Y2K? We had some of our own storing up food, laying it up, instructing people to do that. We had telling us there's going to be air, planes are going to crash, computers are going to shut down, there's going to be chaos everywhere. Who'd ever dreamed that we'd be to 2022? But we're here, aren't we? 
So the question I'm going to ask us tonight on this first Sunday night, 22. What kind of season am I going to be in when December the 31st comes in 22? I don't want him to walk by my vineyard of my heart, of my mind, and of my spirit. And I'm not producing the fruit that he desires for me to produce. He's made a way, Brother Jaron, for us to produce it. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will help us produce the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this gossiping and bitterness and some of the things that's going on is circling around. God's coming, folks. God's judgment's coming. We're going to have revival. God's going to move among us and through us. He may even have to move me out. But you know, I told God that again today. God, you're big. You're awesome. I want the will of God in Bendale, Mississippi. I want there to be a church in Bendale, Mississippi. I want Bendale, Mississippi to know there is a doorway. There is a place they can come. It doesn't matter who they are and where they're coming from. If they come with sincerity and honesty, they can find some help in this house. They can find some deliverance in this house. And so the only way that's going to be, amen, is by the preach word of God that gets me out of that old season that is not pleasing to God. Can I tell us something? God's tired of the season of not praying. Preacher, we're busy. Better listen to what Jesus said. This generation. How many of you believe that this generation is prone to see the coming of the Lord? So this is a generation that's got to, got to start putting up guard. I'm not going to be so busy that I'm too busy to be about Father's business. I don't be so busy. I'm too busy. I can't do anything. Amen. That the Holy Ghost is beckoning me to do. Hey, I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to me. Seasons. Hey, we can get into some ruts. We can get into some routines. And if we're not careful, we think, well, we're getting by. How long, how many seasons have you went by? And, it, and it's been so long that you've lost yourself in the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Well, I'm fixing. I don't believe in everything that speaks in tongues is of God. I just don't believe that. You can be seated. I'm fixing quick, but you can be seated. Proverbs 24 has taught us the slugger would not plow by the reason of the winner. Proverbs 10 and 5 has taught us though, he that gathereth in summer is a wise son. Young people don't wait. Don't believe that, that voice that says, but when I get in my 20s, I can live for God. Right. 
Some of us 30 and 40s and 50 year olds need to know, quit believing, amen, when I get in my 60s, I'll, I'll start. I'll have more time. Can I tell you at 62, I'm busier than I've ever been in my life? Can I tell you that I hunt less now than I ever have in my life and still can't seem to stay on top of it? And I hadn't got that slow. And I thank God for it, but I, I hadn't got that slow. We slow down a little bit, but, but if, even if I'm not careful, I'll be doing this, busy doing that, and overlooking the most important thing there is, and that's the souls that's sitting inside this building right here, and the souls that's inside this community. Nothing else is more important. The CDs are not important. The house is not important. What I drive is not important. None of that when it's all said and done. The money I got in my back pocket. Amen. The, the bills that I helped pay. I paid four light bills last month. But you know what? If I'm going to work from Danby and miss out and get in the wrong season. Huh. I'm telling you, this old preacher's been praying. This old preacher's... I want to move of God. I believe God can heal. I believe God can take, take tumors out of a body. Boom. But you know what? I believe God can also give us a spirit of a sound mind. I believe God can put a joy inside of us. I believe God can put something inside these young people. They don't want to go down the road to party. They don't want to crawl in the back of automobile. They don't want to listen to country music and rock and roll and all this other mess. No, there's something in this house. There's something, amen, that we're expecting here that overpowers every bit of that by the preach word of God. But I got to have some help at the house. You know what I believe? I believe Jesus was letting the disciples. I believe he's letting all of them know when he come back to that fig tree. And he didn't have the figs. I believe he'd walked by that fig tree already for three years in a row. How many times is he going to walk by my life? How many times he's going to walk by my prayer room? And he showed up, but I didn't. How many times he was ready to reveal something to me out of the Word of God? But I didn't take the time to sit down and read the Scriptures. I was too busy. Keeping up with Facebook. Keeping up with everybody else. And Can't say this is old time preaching because they didn't have it back then. <laughs> I'm just trying to help us folks. This world has got a season that it's trying to draw us and pull us into it. And if you and I are not careful, we'll, we'll, we'll justify it and sanctify it and okay it. And walk in here and ready for God. Come on, God. Come on, God. Touch me, God. Touch me, God. I believe there's a price that's got to be paid. I believe there's a walk with Him. 
And I believe when we, we do it, there's going to be a power that moves in this house. You're going to do one thing or the other. You're, either going, to, you're, going, to, you're going to either move closer or you're going to move your way out. I'm not trying to drive anybody out. But even the Lord said, if they're not for us, they're against us. I'm for revival. I'm for revival. I'm for revival. More than just series of services, I'm for revival. Man, I've been praying for the evangelists here lately. Especially certain ones. God anoint them. Bless them. Help Brother Jacob Phillips. He's, he may be preaching in California, preaching, but help him, God. I may be praying for Cornelius Williams. God bless him. Touch him, God. You may send him our way. Get watch this. Tyler Strain is stepping out. Guess what? Tyler Strain is going to be with us. I think the 16th. Hallelujah. Do you know what I'm praying? I'm already praying. God, give him a message. Hallelujah. Put a word in his heart. Put a word on his spirit. Now you watch this. Hallelujah. I, I, I text his pastor first and okay with him. And when I talk, I text him or I called him. He didn't answer. I left him voice. He calls me back. He said, Brother Moore, let me tell you something. He said, I told my wife driving down the road just about three or four days ago. He said, Brother Moore's fixing to call me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, God's working. God's working. God's working. God's working. God's working. Will you please shake this spirit off of you and this attitude off of you? God's working. My God's working. He's working on my behalf. He's got an expected end from me. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to fall in love with him. I'm going to build a fellowship with him. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to read his word. I'm going to be, I'm going to get in the season he wants me to get in we can't be lazy we can't be lazy <laughs> oh it's a lot easier amen to do things we want to do enjoy doing <laughs> it's a lot easier to have parties and go to them it went over like a lead bloom but it's still the truth It doesn't matter if it's in season or not. Watch this. If you're waiting on somebody, amen, to be delivered or set free before it happens for you, why are you waiting on that season? Watch this. There's a season. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep on going here for a little bit now, if you don't mind. But there was a season, amen, when an angel would come and trouble waters. And there was a man that was willing to lay beside that pool for 38 years waiting on a season. But guess what? A man come walking into his life that didn't have to depend on a season. Hallelujah. He was greater than the season. He was greater than the angel. He was greater than what had him bound for 38 years. And he didn't have to run and come with nobody else. Amen. The Savior came to him. Jesus Christ is wanting to walk in this service and Jesus Christ is wanting to walk up to you personally and you've been waiting for a long time and you've been in the season a long time but he's in the house to deliver you from the season. I'm in the Holy Ghost. Believe it or not, God's in this business. Amen. To deliver us from the wickedness and the evils of this world. You're waiting on a certain season or somebody else. If you're waiting on something to blow your hair back, come on, brother Ernie. That's what I'm talking about. 
Amen. You know why? It's because he's got some boys. He's got some grandkids. Hallelujah. This is what to break it. Hallelujah. This is what to tear it down. This is what to make a difference. How long has it been since you've seen that? How long has it been since you've seen somebody? Amen. Didn't wait till the preacher got through and didn't wait on you to beg and plead and all that. I'm telling you, we're getting there. We're getting there because God's working on our behalf. Because God loves us with an everlasting love. Because God wants to give us revival more than we even want revival. What about it? You're going to leave in the same season you came. Tonight you don't have to. You can hear the preach word of God. It can bring you out of the season. Oh, let's talk to him tonight. Let's open up our mouths. Let's open up our hearts. Let's open up our spirit. Oh God, we need you. We need you, God, to stir us up, to shake us in 22, God. We don't want to stay the same in 22. We don't want to go out of 22 like we come in it. We want to be changed, God, by the preached word of God, by the presence of Jesus Christ, by the goodness of God. He won't hold back any good thing. He won't owe any man. I tell you, he wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants to move on your behalf tonight. He wants to change the season that you're in. Come on, church, let's pray. Come on, church. Let's intercede. Come on, church. God's with us. God's for us. God's working. God's working. The Holy Ghost is working. The hand of God's working. He loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to change our season. He wants to change our lives. Hallelujah. He wants to tell you, he wants to use this church. Hallelujah. This community needs this church. This community needs some season. Hallelujah. Saints of God. It's in the season with God. And in the walking in the power of the preached word of the Lord. Hallelujah. That believes that when they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's willing to fight the fight. That's willing, amen, to go in the highways and the byways. Hallelujah. To see the season of other people delivered. Hallelujah. God, you got to touch us. You got to help us. Lord, we love you tonight. We love you tonight. Let's talk to him in this house. Let's talk to him in this house. Let's talk to him. Hallelujah. Come on, we want to put works with our faith. We want to put works with our faith. I don't want him to visit my vineyard. I don't want him to walk by this temple, this vessel here, and not see the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Not see the results of his grace. Not to see the results of the power of his cross. Not to see the results of the power of the preach of the word of God. Put a bridle on my tongue. Put a watch on my door. Create in me your right spirit. Oh God, give me the spirit of a sound mind. Help us here tonight, Lord. Help us at this first Jesus church of Bendale as you move upon every man, woman, boy and girl we're hungry, we're thirsty, no one else will do Jesus except you a miracle God, a miracle in this house a miracle in our hearts, a miracle in our lives you're the miracle worker God in this place tonight, as you touch our spirit, as you touch our souls as you minister and walk up and down these aisles we can't do it by ourselves, we gotta have you Jesus, we gotta have you oh Jesus, we gotta have you we're lifting our voices unto you tonight Jesus, 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 sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, 
We love you tonight. We love you tonight. We love our brothers and sisters, God. We love this church, God. You help us. You help us in this house tonight to find the victory. The touch of God, the move of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Hallelujah. God, you come to change us tonight. You come to change us.
We love you, Lord, and appreciate you. We thank you for your love, your grace towards Jesus, thank you. God, wonder working power. God, you will stand strong. situation, God, no matter the circumstance, God, you
take me back, dear Lord, where I first believed. Take me back, take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back, oh Lord. Take me back, dear Lord, where I first took that first innocence, Lord. Take me to that first faith where anything was possible.
Come on, everybody say, take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received Come on, say it again. Take me back. Take me back. Oh, take me back, dear Lord, where I first believed. One more time, everybody say, take me back. Oh, take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first believed. Where I first believed. Take me back, dear Lord, where I first believed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, I really don't know why, but they were singing that song. Remember a time that my wife and I was on vacation, it's been probably about four years ago. Probably one of the first times I've ever used the phone to back at home and what do they call it, put them on there, you can see them anyway. FaceTime. And I was about two years old. First night, maybe maybe the second night that we was gone. And I got her on FaceTime. And she said to her, we was hundred miles away. But I told my wife, if you do that tomorrow night, we're going home. And so it's kind of a done deal. Anytime we go on vacation, there's no FaceTime and going on. And I can't help but think tonight if you and I just somehow can come on, Jesus. Come and give us a visitation. Come walk in our lives. Come minister God. Because nobody can minister to us like you can. Nobody can heal us. Nobody can save us. Nobody can help us. Nobody can restore us like you. You're the only one. You can walk up and down these aisles and go home with us and go with us in the highways and the byways. I want him in my life. How about you? I want him to be a part of my life. Not just in church. Wherever I go on Mondays, wherever I go on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, any other time. Sweet love of God, the sweet presence of the Lord. That's what this world needs. They need to be introduced to Jesus Christ. As they said, show me Jesus. Show me Jesus. Show me Jesus. God, help us to show Jesus right here and in this community. God, help us to show Jesus. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. You may be seated.